Welcome back. My name is Joe Painter. This is What's the Story on ThePeopleChronicles.com. I trust you have tagged this as a favorite in your browser by now. If not, please take a moment. Go ahead and do that. All righty, we are set. What's the story with Christopher Winters is what we're asking. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today, Christopher. I didn't really introduce you properly. You're executive aide to the chairman, state representative Tom Counter-Jerome, who chairs the uh, Pennsylvania House Judiciary Committee. You do an extraordinary job there, and our paths have crossed over the years. Oh, just a couple times. (laughs) But always in a very positive way. You're very responsive (laughs) to the needs not only of the person you're working for, but also to the media, which is huge in politics because it doesn't always work that well. Um, We left our, our last segment, and you started your career as we talked about, with um, the service, the service, you enlisted in the Navy and due to some physical um, limitations as a result of two different accidents, that career ended and you moved, you parlayed into a a career in service once again, only in the political arena. I'm not quite sure how you got there, but I find it interesting that you left the last segment with the word accountability. Well, the, yeah. Accountability in government is, is is whether it's at the local level, state level, even the federal level. Right now, it's it's bureaucrats have tend to forget who they're responsible for, and they're responsible to the people. Um, and when you forget that, you tend to lose your accountability. Isn't it easy to forget? I don't want to say easy, and I'm not in those shoes. But it seems to me once you're in the political arena. Um, you're, you're torn a little bit. Where does your accountability lie? Is it with the electorate or the people funding you? Because it's a power. Money's powerful, and that's what gets you there. Well, and, and politics is, has taken a turn. And I mean, even in the short time that I've been in it, I mean, so to speak, I haven't been in a lifetime, but I've been in, um, you figure I've been in since I came home from the Navy. I was dabbling for you know, 10 years before I took the job with Tom in 97 as a, a legislative aide in his district office. Okay, what happened between 87 and 97? What got you from the Navy to well, the House of Representatives? 87 to 90, I was in the service. Okay. So I came home in, nine, sorry, 89. I came home in 89, um, kind of broken down because of the, the situation. Uh, Mom and Dad really kind of tried to help push me in different directions. I wasn't really sure where I was going to go. I had a, a beautiful little girl in 1990, um, uh, my daughter Katrina. Uh, I had to go get a job, so I started working, doing electrical stuff. But I, st- but the politics has always been in my family blood because my grandfathers were involved in politics. My, you know, my family has always been somehow connected, as, you know, uh, with service in the public. So it, it was just a natural fit. Um, Again, I, I'm hearing this polit- or familial influence. No, so absolutely. you not only had folks serving in the military, your relatives, your mentors, if you will, serving for government as well. Correct. My grandfather was a ward leader in the city of Reading. When ward leaders were really Powerful. important in yes. the city of Reading, yes. back in, you know, my grandfather worked for uh, um, the Casey's up in Harrisburg and the treasurer for, for years until his retirement. Um he was a very big influence on my life. Um, I used to go around to the clubs and used to meet a lot of the political leaders of the time. The Gus Yatrins, the Joe Kosminski's. I mean, oh my. All, all those men, uh, Jimmy Pollock. Uh, I mean, 
you know, these were men that I grew up to respect and, and powerful political figures well, as well. And, and when later, when I started working with Tom, a lot of these men became my friends and my allies. Uh, Jimmy Pollock, especially God rest his soul. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy had a huge influence on me and Ronnie Benedetto. I mean, these were, these were people that Sam Catajaron, Tom's brother. I mean, he was the one who got me hired to work with Tom. Brother Sam went to bat for me and sister Rose Catajaron went to bat for me and said, Tom, you need to hire this kid. He knows what he's doing. Um, I had dabbled in Republican politics before that. I, I wanna, how do you how do you pick? I mean, I know you, so I know who you are and what you stand for, and um, that that is, in a nutshell, without picking sides, a, a very good man of integrity. Um, so you dabbled in Republican, you went to Democrat. How do you pick that allegiance? Because right now we are so far divided. In terms of those two parties, yet, in my opinion, we as a people, I don't think we are divided. Well, we're, we're not. We're not. Yeah. The problem is is that the only people who are talking right now are the Republican, the far right, and the far left. And How frustrating is that for that's you? That's extremely frustrating. That's um, one of the reasons I ran for state committee was because I felt that we needed to restore some sort of civil discourse and, and a civil conversation. How did you pick a side? It wasn't the fact that I really picked a side. It was that... I got to start seeing things within the Republican Party that had me concerned, and, what, and one of those things was is that they were going, they were going in a direction I personally did not feel this country needed to go, or my community. Is this when you were an aide? You saw that? No, this was I was just I was working. I was just working. I was just doing. So I, you I weren't I was, in politics. No, I was a department head for Lowe's Home Center. Okay. And I was just dabbling in politics. Steve Praden, a good friend of mine, he was running for county commissioner. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I helped Steve out. That's where I met Christian Leinbach, and Christian and I became friends. Um, now they're Republicans. They're Republicans, but they're still my friends. I mm-hmm. mean, Christian and I will argue over a subject, but, you know, we can walk out of here and shake each other's hand and ask about our families and talk about our wives and, and you know, uh Christian praise to the same God I do. I mean, we, you know, we have the same uh, strong faith in our systems. And what was it? What was it that you were seeing at that time that you said, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable with the way this party's. Going. I ran a race. I ran a race in in Lancaster County, um, uh, a state house race, and I got to see some inner workings of the Republican Party that had me very concerned. You mean the power inner inner workings? Yeah, and and needs to say the person that was there at the time, and and I won't mention his name, is no longer there, and he ended up resigning a couple years later. You know that did that make you feel better? It did. It did. By that time, I already was already working for the Democrats, Um, but I went to see Brother Sam Sam Calderon based on uh, relationships my parents had with Rose Calderon and Frank Calderon and the Calderon family. I knew who Tom was, but I didn't really know Tom. And Brother Sam took me under his wing and started teaching me political campaigning, grassroots, down to earth, back to your basics, political com- do campaign. Do we still do that today? We do. And the people who do it and do it well win. The people, you, you know, yeah, the money overwhelms and yeah, you see a lot of the, the, the glitz and the glamour and the huge media productions. But in the end... When you're still talking lo- local politics, it's still about the individuals and whether or not they're reaching out and making that impact to the local community. How frustrated do you get with the media? They're good pot stirrers. Here locally, I, in Berks County, I don't get as frustrated with the media as I do with, say, the Philadelphia 
media or the Pittsburgh media. So what is it the media does that is frustrating? They constantly focus in the dirt. Uh-huh. Okay. Instead of, t- you know, I'd rather, let's start talking about what's good. Let's talk about what's good about America. Let's talk about good of what's about good about Berks County. What's good about the people in Berks County? Why, why did 10,000 people show up in West Reading to sing carols to a sick little girl last year? Because that's Berks County. That's, that's a good thing. And it was worldwide. Why do people go to Dairy Queen to buy, buy blizzards and, and eat food? So they can back up, you know, my friend John Carabello and his wife as they're fighting a cancer battle. Those are the good things that we should be talking about. But when you open up the papers or you listen to news the first five minutes, it's all the dirty laundry. It's not about the positive. So they're going for the headlines, the uh, shock me headlines. Right, and and, and we lose our perspective. Nonetheless, you stayed in politics and you're moving yeah. forward and you touched a little bit on that life of service and another direction it's taking you. We'll find out more about that in our next segment here on What's the Story?